Welcome to the Healthcare Providers Navigating Today's Challenges and Preparing for the Future. My name is Aaron Zuber. I am with ServiceNow. I'm a Senior Manager for Solution Consulting in our medical vertical. And here with me to talk about key challenges impacting healthcare providers today, including the impact of COVID-19, is Drew Kerner. So uh, to start off, let's provide a little bit about ourselves and backgrounds. And Drew, why don't you kick it off? Just tell us a little bit about yourself and, and we'll get started. Thanks, Aaron. So Drew Kerner, healthcare CTO here at ServiceNow. I've been here about two and a half years. Uh, previously was at VMware where I helped build up their healthcare vertical. And then probably more importantly, worked at a hospital system here in Colorado for 10 years before that. Where I like to say our mission statement was world-class patient care. And I still say that's my job today. Aaron, you've also been working with healthcare providers for a long time. Tell me more about that. Sure. Yeah, I, um, I, I like to take a, a page out of your notebook, too, and say that uh, I'm, I'm lucky enough to, to still do what I did for 14 years in healthcare IT. I worked for um, a, a provider and then a, in big pharma as well, um, and um, been with service now for about six years. So um, why don't we go ahead and, and dive right into what's going on with healthcare? Um, I know there's a lot of things going on, um, especially with the current situation. Drew, what, what key trends are you seeing in healthcare right now? Yeah, I almost think we have to divide it up into pre and post COVID. Um, pre COVID, obviously, we were working on things like reducing cost, increasing quality as we shifted from fee for quality over to fee for service, and reducing risk from a security standpoint. So, all those things are still going on, but now, obviously, the priorities have shifted to COVID. So, uh, what, what we like to say is that COVID has really shined the light for the need of digital transformation inside of healthcare and, and really expedited a lot of that. So whether you're talking the need for expanded testing, supply chain shortages with the protective equipment, and, and now the return concept of returning to work within healthcare um, from staff furloughs as, as things like elective surgeries are starting again. So, um, and, and, and candidly, I think that that change, some of these changes in the, that are gonna happen in the next couple of months are gonna be long-term changes to things like telemed telemedicine visits, telehealth and all those different things. So, um, so again, we're, we're, the COVID is kind of forcing, forcing some of these changes that probably need to happen um, but but they're happening overnight. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I think that uh, it's, it's helped to um, accelerate a lot of the strategies that perhaps were in the in the works, um, but hadn't hit uh, critical mass yet. And I, I think of some of the things specific to to people. Um, so whether that's patients or that whether that's clinicians or physicians, just addressing. You know any future waves of of COVID, um, any of those surge concerns. You know self-reporting, um, automated uh, contract uh, contact tracking, and uh, I think there's you know a number of concerns with um, you know how do we execute this? How do we how do we make sure that personal privacy is the forefront and the continuation? About how do we also make sure that we're providing. Um, for the population's health, and you know, with specific to to medicine, you know, what's the what's the efficacy of the things that we're that we're administering? So, um, I think there's a lot of considerations. I'm I'm happy to see that, um, in spite of the situation, that um, significant steps are being are being taken to address those concerns. Aaron, you work pretty heavily with healthcare providers on a daily basis. 
How do you think providers are innovating around these industry trends that we just talked about? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, there's there's so many things I want to share, and maybe I, maybe I just take a a step back um, and talk more broadly in terms of some of the things that are available to us today that might not have been available in the same capacities um, that we'd had um, in years past. Um, one of the things that I I'm thinking about in particular with when it comes to technology. Um, and, and more as a part of a complex strategy, leveraging artificial intelligence or AI applications within the clinical space. I think it represents a very relevant and real option when discovering, diagnosing, um, and executing against a certain challenge. Um, and one of the things that got me, you know, thinking back in this line is there's a there's a book written called The Second Machine Age, and, and authors Eric Bronzelson and, and Andrew McAfee. They're both from the MIT Sloan School of Management and and helped to uh, lead the, the MIT initiative on digital economy. And they highlighted a couple examples from uh, prior chess masters against uh, machines. And then and, and what they did in their case studies was they they highlighted the the challenges when it was humans versus machines, so to speak, and bear with me, I'll get to the point here quickly. The thing that they found, which I think was very, very intriguing, was that when you had humans and machines working together, in concert, and, and humans used um, AI to leverage and augment their decision-making framework, it seemed to promise a much greater output drawing from the strengths of both human and machines' core competencies. So I think what we're going to be seeing as the trends um, start to turn towards digital transformation is much more investment around all types um, of machine learning and intelligence um, that's available. Um, on more of a platform basis than it was um, even just a few years ago. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I think if you look at the core of the definition of digital transformation, AI is going to be at, at the core of that. And healthcare is in a little bit of a different state, obviously, because I like to say we, we like to be cutting edge, not bleeding edge, because if, if we're too far on the shift of that curve, then we're affecting the patient care process. And um, I think to your point, it's a great one because even if you look at something such as population health, where, you know, 30, 40 years ago, doctors didn't have the concept of diagnosing based on a specific genome type, um, I think that that is really going to be uh, at the forefront of that AI that you mentioned and applying care plans to to a specific um, demographic to a specific predisposition to all those different things are going to be factors to really help help you get better in the process. Yeah, hundred percent. So I guess that that brings us to to a couple final questions here. What do you feel, or why do you feel ServiceNow is uniquely positioned to enable providers? So. The one thing I like to, to say is, at the end of the day, we are a workflow automation engine. And uh, when, when I talk to providers pretty regularly, we say we can digitize any type of unstructured workflow. And there are a lot of unstructured workflows within healthcare, whether it's a, a paper manila envelope, inner office email, an end of month close process, or, or pagers, right? There's a lot of of those unstructured workflows still happening. And I think that's where, even with some of the low-hanging fruit, we can have a massive effect on not only the provider experience and, and helping them take time uh, out of the EMR and, and get them more time with their patients and really to create that patient-centered experience. Um, and, and I think the other piece to that too is we hear a lot about the term of, of consumerization and why can't we get that Amazon-like experience 
uh, inside of healthcare? Uh, why can't we have access to all of our medical record, to our, our diagnosis, our treatment plan, all those different pieces? And I, I think that's where we're uniquely positioned to consumerize that experience, not just from the patient standpoint, but again, uh, from the clinician standpoint as well, to make their lives better as they take care of patients in this process. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I think I think that what we see is is what's referred to as a network effect. So if you use um, ways for navigation, if you think about if there were ten people in your city using ways, it wouldn't be a, a, a very effective navigation tool. But the fact that there's real time data uh, makes it infinitely more usable than a than a map um, what was years and years and years ago. And I think that's what we're seeing with ServiceNow with a network effect, because uh, there's a vast array of capabilities that you mentioned. And when you're able to leverage the platform, each of those investments becomes multiples more useful. Um, I, I think it ceases to exist as a siloed capability. And you start to see functions within the enterprise ecosystem as a consumer and provider of information, not just a, a one-stop shop for, for one workflow. But to your point, there's, there's a, a vast array of, of possibilities when it comes to digitizing complex workflows. And Aaron, lastly, could you comment on ServiceNow's future vision on our role in the healthcare space? Yeah, sure. You know, I, I think we, we uh, like to say that we make the world of work work better for people and our vision is always it's always meant to do this very thing within the clinical space when when we're talking about our healthcare vertical. So we want to provide our physicians and clinicians with the world's best digital workflows, um, and and we want them to have you know amazing and lightning quick user experiences. So that you know really what we want them to do is is get back to focusing on what they do best, which is continue to provide the best care for patients. When I take a look at, at our vision for the future is, is how can we continue to build on that, that foundation and, and to, to make a material impact um, for patients and for clinicians? Yeah, I totally agree. And just to close out here, I think one of the things that we're going to start to see are basically the expansion into those clinical workflows. We've recently even been talking to hospitals with around COVID specifically around the concept of self-reporting as well as contact tracing that you mentioned earlier and how can they leverage the platform. And, and the key to that is they can stand things up very quickly. So we've seen some great use cases of testing applications stood up over the weekend as well as uh, things like testing patients at home for COVID um, by measuring their blood pressure, pulse ox level, all those types of things, which I think we, we haven't really done before in, the, in, the stand, in that standpoint. But um, the fact is that people are starting to think of us in that context. Um, and the last thing I'll mention is uh, with Bill McDermott coming on board, there's a massive focus now on industries here at ServiceNow. We recently hired a general manager and actually have a product team as well associated with, with that GM. So we're going to be delivering healthcare-specific products um, here in the near future, which um, candidly is, is, a, is a great thing to look upon as we move into the future. And Obviously, we have the, the shadow of COVID hanging over us, but um, I think there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And uh, with that, I think we'll close things out and thank everyone for their time. Thanks, Drew.